Hey everyone, thank you for joining me for episode 7 of Future Show, the twice-weekly talk show about the future with Jonathan Myers, that's me, and my guests. Today's guest is again the visionary Ryan Nee, and we are going to talk about the future of physical mail, Nikola Tesla's crazy electrical poles, coal-powered houses, I think they're the future, segways and their maker, those hover wheelie boards, and dangering up roller derby even more. Let's make it happen. Yeah, that's it's awesome. It's okay. Okay, so I feel like a lot of a lot of futuristic depictions or depictions of uh, futuristic events are either pessimistic or optimistic. Um, sometimes a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, especially in in the modern day, uh, in the last year or so, um, politics tends to be a little on the pessimistic side. Mm-hmm. And technology, you know, technology typically is pretty optimistic. Um, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about the future? Um, oh, that's a, I, you know, I think that, uh, how do I feel about the future? Do I feel, do I feel positive about it or do I feel negative about it? You know, I think it varies day to day. Uh-huh. Um, maybe depending on like what, what kind of news is, is in the morning or something. And I think like, man, can't everybody just figure it out, you know? Right, right. Yeah. I I guess I think I have mixed feelings about the future. I think that it'll be be good and it'll be the best of times and the worst of times. Right. Uh, It's like uh, there's a good good quote by Yogi Berra, the future ain't what it used to be. Ooh. Right? I like that. It's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I wrote it down in my notes, obviously, because it nice. sounds like I'm reading off of a cue card. I, I really <laughs> appreciate that you brought notes to this call. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Um, okay, I've got an easier one for you. Uh, what do you think is the future of physical mail? Oh, um, a minute ago, I thought mail is done for because junk mail is like carrying the U.S. post office. Right. Which is, it's, that is a fascinating thing that the post office went to being this wonderful new way for people to communicate intercontinental, or not inter, 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 from distances. Right. Distances. Transcontinentally. There, there we go. That's good enough. And, uh, it went from being this, this wonderful service to being an advertising platform. Right. It's, it's weird because I feel like at the time it was almost the equivalent of like the moonshot. I mean, it was like, right. We're doing this thing that seems unprecedented over a huge piece of land. This is unbelievable. And then it slowly turned into a way, a very expensive way for them to deliver trash to your house. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. It's, it's staggering. It's, it's mind blowing, but you know, but I think that some people, still use the mail, you know, or, or that, that some people still, still pick up mail, you know, like, oh, what's in the mail today? Oh, yes, I've got these things. And, and that, that's the main, what, like, if they, if the mail went away, those people would never be contacted by advertisers ever again, except for on television commercials. Right. There's sort of a, like a sad, uh, 
I feel like that's increasingly fewer people, right? Do you, do you, open, yeah, do you I, read your mail? Do you open like junk mail and stuff? I, I do sometimes, sometimes they, they give me like when you think you, when you think you want a contest, um, usually if, if that's the case, I, I, I'm usually skeptical about, about that now. Finally, finally, I'm mm-hmm, skeptical mm-hmm. about winning contests that I never entered. Um, <laughs> that's usually the first time that you didn't win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, I like getting coupons for pizza. Mm, that's a, mm-hmm. that's something that I'd be happy to continue receiving. I feel like coupons for pizza oftentimes come through, uh, hand delivery by pizza places. Like they, they show up and they, you know, stick a bunch of stuff in, in the, you know, they like put it on the door or whatever. Right. Yeah. They stuff it in your door, put it on the door handle. That's true. You know, maybe they should just switch to that. Also, another thing that's, well, I don't think that physical, I don't know about mail, Yeah, but I think that delivery of physical things will still be a thing. But I do wonder about the mail. I mean, we have a, a very sophisticated address system uh, right now, it seems. And we also have no shortage of, like, there's no monopoly on the delivery game. Right. Or like physical delivery. And so I, it, it seems almost like, well, I don't know. Maybe we should just have a big farewell party for the U.S. post office. Have like a big thing, like a week-long farewell thing where people will – like this is a national hollow, hollow week, holly week. And uh, we're all going to send each other – presents and packages and mails just like we used to and then there's like a big bonfire of junk mail (laughs) we're gonna burn all the junk (laughs) mail (laughs) as a as a as a farewell to uh to the post office like thank you very much for your service it's no longer required we have we have ups we have fedex we have dhl is that still around uh yeah anyway I'm, i'm always kind of confused like when people are choosing a a, play, a way to send things, somebody out there, a lot of people, must go like, "Oh man, I'm sending this thing DHL." Yeah, I, I I'm don't a loyal. I'm a loyal FedExer. Yeah, like I, I I don't I don't I don't feel like I know anybody that's a that's a DHL. <laughs> right, which I think I think that that's a helpful thing too. Is that I don't think that people do have such a fierce brand loyalty. So. I feel like that's a good way of keeping everything like, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it would be better if people were passionate about their shipping method. But, um, but I think there's like plenty of room in the market. And I, I feel like now is probably, there's probably already like three of these startups or something like that, where it's like the Uber of package delivery or something like that. No, there is like Postmates, I think is, is a small scale one of those. Postmates seems like it would deliver packages, but it, I think it delivers food, right? Or I guess like you can get like, you can get like scissors delivered from office depot or whatever. Um, Hey, Oh yeah. You know, in case you're scissorless. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, delivery delivery is is we're going to see some serious changes happening in that in that world i tell you mm-hmm. um okay i got another one for you okay um what do you think is the future of electrical power sources like will we still use fuel for things will solar power finally catch on 
Will we still have to charge our iPhones every 30, 30 seconds? Or will that change will to we, like wireless? Will we have te- or te- Tesla's vision, uh, his, his, his thinking of the, the, all of these uh, posts that are just out and about that create, that just generate all kinds of electricity? Yeah. Uh, in the wild. Do those deliver Sounds dangerous. Do those deliver electricity like to a to a device? Are they like Wi-Fi but for I think it's yeah, it's Wi-Fi electricity. Oh, I don't know how like what his um exact plans were, but I, I, I it seems like he he had that in mind of there will be like free energy, there will be these posts every so many feet along the sidewalks that will just be Static electricity, <laughs> everything like. <laughs> I feel like you get close to it and you just like explode. Don't don't step in water <laughs> right. in the future. <laughs> right. It rains. We're all going to wear these these special suits so that we don't ourselves get electrocuted. Right. Um. Uh. Let's see. Electricity. I. <clears throat> well. Uh. In my episode with in the episode with Sterling, we were talking about uh, personal nuclear reactors. Right. And I wonder if. That was a good, that was a good if, one, by the way. Oh, thank you. Good thank episode. You. I've I've listened to every episode of Future Show. Oh, right. You're you're my biggest fan. Yeah, I love it. It's a good one. Um, a personal nuclear. It seems super dangerous, but it it does seem like we're that that is a kind of thing that can be. Or just like that's the way that the the future happens. That everything becomes smaller. You know. And I mean, I don't know that we have nuclear reactors or something, but that we figure out more efficient ways of like, maybe you could have your own coal generator, you know, like experience what coal pollution is like <laughs> up close and personal. Like the inside yeah. of your house is like an old timey locomotive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to shovel that like, oh no, the, the computer just went out, shovel some more coal in the furnace. <laughs> Wait, you could totally do this. This is like a very achievable thing. Having because a, all having coal powered house. Or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Off grid coal power house, um, because all because generating electricity, except for things like solar, solar special. Uh, I guess like wave energy, wind energy, all of those are are no. You're still spinning a turbine. Solar is different in that you're not spinning a turbine, but true. Uh, coal and nuclear and wind all have this in common where there's just an alternator or whatever yep. that is turning yep. one way or another. Yep. Generally, the way is you you make a cup of tea, or you you know you boil some water and you make steam and you spin a turbine. Right? Is that? Uh, I don't think it, I don't think power is made with tea typically, but um, no, it that's the future, right? <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah, sorry, tea. I, I forgot. I forgot we were talking about. The what future. if what if you could generate two megawatts by making a cup of tea? Yeah, one point twenty one gigawatts. I think you mean. you you will. Yeah, uh, you could just yeah forget forget Mister Fusion. Just put a one of these tea electric. Uh, generators. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, so going back to what we were talking about with Back to the Future, Mr. Fusion has not happened, which is a which is a serious uh, disappointment. I'd love to put that a little, is a little yeah. Diet Coke in the in the back of my car, uh, although mm-hmm. I don't have a car. 
Uh, but my my you know metaphorical car, I could put yeah. a little Diet Coke in there and it'd mm-hmm. be just fine to fly around. Yeah, um, that seems pretty good. That seems pretty good. Um, yeah, you know, it was weird to me that the car itself somehow ran on gasoline. Still, did it? I know this might be a sore subject, but in Back to the Future Three. When they're, oh, yeah, Back to the Future uh, when 3. They, yeah, I know you don't like to talk about that. Um, yeah. But I think that you must still accept that it is part of this. It's part of the trilogy. It wouldn't be a trilogy. It's not a bi- yeah, trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biology? I actually, uh, it is bi- it's biology, yeah. Um, I really like the the part where ZZ Top is in Back to the Future 3. <laughs> That's pretty great. I got to admit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, doc mentions that, uh, or, or Marty was like, well, whatever, no big deal. Let's just throw some junk in Mr. Fusion and be on our way. And he's like, no, Marty, the car still runs on gasoline. And that didn't make a lot of sense to me because it, it was a flying car. Right. Yeah. It seems and it like seems like if there was one, if know. there was one thing in 2015 <laughs> that you could replace with Mr. Fusion, it seems like it would be the normal gasoline part of the car not the part well, that time travels that's what that's what they were really saying in back to the future too is that big oil ain't going nowhere yeah yeah I, I don't doubt it uh you know people like burning dinosaurs to go places yeah it's a it's a thing it's a good thing uh well i don't know if it's a good thing <laughs> it powers america <laughs> yeah that's true that's true uh yeah um wait but where were we what were you talking about uh, we were talking about, uh, electrical power sources back to the future. Three. Yeah. 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 Making a cup of tea. That's it. Yeah. Essentially it's as easy as one, two tea tea. I, w- I couldn't decide. I was torn. Should I do it or should I not? I always feel weird whenever I make that kind of a pun. One, two tea. Oh, that's one, like two, right tea. up my alley. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's as easy as one, two, T. Uh, so you, you make steam and it spins a, a pinwheel, right? A turn, a turn, a turny hopper, a, an impeller, an impeller. Is that like that a, spins a motor yeah. to generate electricity? Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. a hydroelectric power plant, but made with T steam. Yeah. So it almost seems, it seems like solar is pretty fancy in that there are no moving parts. Or not fancy in the sense that there are no moving parts. Um, Ooh. Because it just sort of sits there on top of a house. It doesn't really, right, there's it's not really to... up to much. Um, yeah. Looking at a wind turbine is more fascinating because it goes around and around. Right. And you can kind of look at it and you're like, whew, getting some free power out of this wind right now. Um, where you look at, uh, you know, solar, you can tell that it's sunny out, but you, you don't really know. You don't really, you don't <laughs> yeah. have any good sense of what's really happening there. Yeah. Uh, they could be broken all. for all you know. They could be decoys. Yeah. Ooh. Phony. Like, oh, I want to keep up with the trend. So I'm going to buy all of these broken solar panels, mount them on my house. My neighbors will think that I'm, I'm a, a good, good, good to the earth. Right. And if you're going to ever like make a trap door and do a secret layer or something, um, you know, hide it under a solar panel. Cause nobody's ever lifting up a solar panel looking for something under there. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ryan, I'd like to hire you for a consulting job. <laughs> okay. I only know how to do one thing and it's that. Okay. So hopefully it's just that's what that. Okay. Yeah, that that's exactly it actually. Oh man. 
Good. Now my plan's out in the open. It's okay. Um, okay, I got a, I got another question for you. Boy, this is really fun that you've thrown questions at me. Yeah. It makes my job so easy. Yeah. Uh, okay, have you seen um, the movie starring Dean Kamen, the Whoa. inventor of the Segway personal transport oh, thingy? Oh, I haven't. Is that... That's not 10 miles per hour, is it? Uh, it's not. It has a name that I am forgetting at the moment. Uh, I wrote Dean Kamen movie in my notes. Um, okay. So Dean Kamen is a fascinating person. I've heard a lot about mm-hmm. him. He's done some really, truly incredible things. The Segway probably being the worst of his inventions. Um, but there's a movie that just came out about him. Um, and oh. so he's. I think he's mostly famous for the Segway. And then increasingly he's famous for... This thing that you can basically put, you could put toilet water in it and it would come out clean on the other side. It is a, oh. it makes, it makes distilled water out of anything, basically. Is it, um, did you do a TED talk on it? Uh, oh God. Yeah. I'm sure he did. Is that, I mean, is that the guy? Cause I saw, I saw a TED talk that was about this thing, yep. but I don't know if it was the same thing. So uh, let me ask you this. Was the guy in the TED Talk wearing all denim and <laughs> have sort of cur- curly hair? Maybe. Okay, so... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. D- Dean Kamen is... If you if you have your eyes closed, the movie is amazing. But the, pro- the problem is that he, uh, like me, has chosen to wear one outfit... For the rest of his life, basically. A uniform, if you will. A uniform, yeah. And so the uniform that he chose is a long sleeve cornflower blue denim shirt mm-hmm. and cornflower blue denim pants. <laughs> and I think maybe he has a pocket protector. And it, But if he doesn't, he, he like, you know, you can picture a pocket protector there. Sure, okay. Um, is it tucked in? Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's tucked in. Okay. Um, okay. so he's basically wearing a Canadian tuxedo, uh, in, yeah. in the parlance of our, of our times. Um, and the weird thing about Dean Kamen is that he's very odd. Uh, and he, he, um, he's odd in kind of a way where you, you sort of don't like him and, and what it seems like in this documentary, and maybe this is me pushing my own perspective onto, onto the movie and this didn't actually happen. But mm-hmm. it seems like the people who made the movie about him loved Dean Kamen when they started the movie and did not like him very much <laughs> by the end of the movie. <laughs> and so they they left in parts that if they had a lot of admiration for him, they would have otherwise taken out. So there are oh. Yeah. So there are all these scenes where he is you know the like the clacker things that they have in movies, the little thing that they they, they clap and oh, yeah. at the mm-hmm. beginning of scenes. So they tell him pretty early on, like, hey, uh, we don't we don't have that thing. We don't we don't need it anymore. It's not a, not something that exists like that. We're shooting video and audio digitally. And oh, so we're, yeah. we're connecting them. We don't need to connect them later. We're connecting them now. Yeah. And he insists on putting his hands up and clapping every time a scene starts. And so they've left in to this movie all these scenes of oh. him really awkwardly insisting on clapping to start the scene. And after a while, the movie maker people are like, Dean, like, seriously, man, you, you don't need to do that. Like, and he's like, I insist. And he like claps. And it's so weird because it's, it's, 
totally something that you would expect to be edited out of the of the movie. But they've right, like left yeah. it in almost as a like seemingly as a way to be like, oh, look at how quirky he is. Yeah. But it also has these moments where it's like he is truly a squirrely weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> well, but maybe he also wanted to have those scenes in the movie. Yeah, maybe he insisted. I, in- I insist. And I, oh, all right. All right. We were going to cut it out. That that could be true. Uh, I don't know. It, it's really you, it's really worth watching because he is he is so odd um, in 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 kind of a chart. It's like half charming and half repulsive. And like from mm-hmm. scene to scene, your brain is sort of going back and forth and being like, I can't <laughs> tell if I like him. I can't tell if I think he's like an obnoxious 80s weirdo. It's so good. You got it's a must see. I got to see. I'm going to see it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> segways. Yeah. Segway. Well, that's funny. This is a Segway. About Segways. About Segways. Ryan, have you ever ridden a Segway? I have ridden a Segway. I went on a Segway tour. As, oh, as you, nice. As you do. I've heard those are uh, I heard those are good. Those cuz uh, you it it was it was good. Uh the thing about it that was weird was that my mom, who I went on the tour with, uh also as you do, um was very uncomfortable with the Segway. And in theory, they're really easy to ride. And I found it pretty easy to ride or to drive or whatever. She wasn't comfortable with it though. Ooh, man. So she was not, she was like freaking out the entire time. She crashed it into a curb and fell over and scraped herself up pretty badly. Um, it was really weird because, you know, you think of like, you see people puttering around on them on tours of cities mostly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, it always seems like, yeah, I mean, any, any any idiot could ride that thing. Um, but watching my mom really terrified on it was kind of like, I'm not actually sure that this is as good of an invention as it was it was cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, it, it it's sort of one of the one of the biggest like failed inventions uh, that's ever that's ever existed. Whoa, 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 whoa! How how is it if what are you? How is it failed in your in your mind? Well, okay, so it failed in marketing. I mean, besides that, we don't, that I don't own one and you don't own one and most people don't own one still. Right. Uh, well, so what, what happened, uh, and they show this in the, in the, in the weird movie that I was, I was telling you about, um, is basically they rolled it out as the future of transportation and they made a oh, big yeah. deal out of it. And apparently <clears throat> they called it something like the thing or something, something along those lines. And, mm. and the idea was, um, we have this thing and it's going to be the future of transportation and media people better get on board with this because we're going to unveil it at this special event. And it's going to be so mind boggling that you won't even understand what you're seeing. And then they unveil it and ride it around a little bit. And people are like, Oh, it's like a, it's like a scooter, but you're like standing. And, <laughs> uh, like the media was, no guys, it's the future. This is the future. Right, you just like, stand. But what are you talking lean. about? <laughs> Uh, and they were, they were really sad that people didn't see what they saw in it. Um, Mm. yeah. An interesting thing about the Segway is that for a really long time, uh, that technology existed in the Segway, but has recently come out more or less. It seems like in these new fangled things that are called hoverboards, but are not. Oh man, Ryan, let's talk about that for a second. Cause we've been talking about back to the future too. Right. Ryan. I am so blown away that they are calling that they have the gall 
to oh. call these things hoverboards. It's the worst. It, like now is the time for us to be having hoverboards because of the movie. You know, like now's the time to actually have a real hoverboard. And then they're like, oh no, the this is a hoverboard. It's this little platform you stand on and then you lean. It's like a Segway. Right. It's, it's a, a Segway. It's a Segway without the, the hand part. Um, oh, you know, that's actually an interesting thing. Um, I say interesting a lot. Don't monitor yourself, Jonathan. Uh, uh, segways are, are children's toys. Are they? Or they're for kids. Oh, the little hoverboard thing? You know, because like hoverboards are, I mean, right now they're selling, well, probably not now because they they blow up or whatever, but um, the Christmas 2015, they were huge. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. and the kids were, kids were picking them up. And, uh, that's kind of an, in, it's, it's interesting to me that, um, that it segues didn't catch on as a, like, I would like to go across town to visit some friends. Right. I'll take my Segway, but it is, uh, I'm at the mall and I'm a, a young, I'm a youngster Yep. and I have my Segway with me Yeah. or my, my hoverboard. Yeah. So I, I wonder do you think those things will exist in a couple of years? I mean, they'll obviously I don't. exist, I, but, uh, I, you know, I think that if, if somebody can figure out how to make it into an extreme sport, I think that they can stick around, uh, you know, like razor scooters. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised that those stuck around, but somebody was like, Oh, well you could like do a grind or you could grind on this, you know, right. or something like that, or like jump and do a turny thing and land back down oh cool tricks yeah okay and then a whole scene can get built up around that but i think that if the new fangled hoverboards uh if nobody does that which they might not because it's a motorized vehicle right um that i i think that in a in a couple years there will be something else yeah just it seems so faddish uh like Mm -hmm. it it just doesn't seem like there's a chance that that's going to still be a thing. And I think actually the extreme sport angle on it, I, I, in seeing people ride them, it seems like it controls how fast you go because it has to, because of like the gyroscope and stuff. So I think it's accelerating and decelerating based on your movement and that there's only so, so much you can actually, (laughs) there's only so fast you can go. Or like a razor scooter. Yeah. That's just up to your imagination. How crazy you want to get with that thing. Yeah, that's true. That's that's totally fair. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know, though, because there is, um, I mean, like motocross is a thing, right? That is a thing, yeah. Uh, well, so motocross, is motocross where they're on, they're on dirt and they're biking? Yeah, you're, I think you're on a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. And then... Cause that's the moto. Yeah. And then, and then the cross is, um, where you go ar- around in this, in this dirt track with all these twists and turns and you're kind of crowded together and people fall over and it's a fun time. Oh yeah. I think, I think if you got a bunch of those hoverboards on dirt that went up and down in the same way that motocross does, and you got six or eight people out there all <laughs> racing against each other, that yeah. is a sport I would watch. Yeah, 
Hovercross. Hovercross, you're right. And then, and then, except for, you know, they're not really hovering, let's be honest with ourselves. Right. Um, Roller, standy rolling cross. uh, Roller, roller derby. It's like roller derby. If they, you know, if they introduce, like, let's get rid of roller skates, let's put them on these wheelie, wheelie boards. Let's call them wheelie boards. Yeah. Wheel boards. Wheelie wheelie boards. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that could be interesting. That could be interesting. Um, I wonder, I, I feel like there needs to be more action. Um, mm-hmm. so I feel like yeah, that's just that's sort of an issue with roller derby as it is. It feels like it's a, it's a sport with two thirds of the chaos that it needs. You don't think it has enough chaos? No. Oh God. I th- I feel like, I feel like oh. there needs to be like some kind of hoop that you throw something into. Or, Ooh. or, you know, somebody needs to, somebody needs to like fall on a pit. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty dangerous. Yeah. I mean, well, it doesn't need to be dangerous, but I feel like yeah, a yeah. little danger no, never hurt anybody, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, that's probably not true. I think that's arguably. <laughs> that's literally <not> false. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but the, it definitely would draw the crowds more, I think. Yeah. So put them on, put them on wheelie boards. Yep. And, um. Maybe have little like, little, like spikes, spikes on their wheelie board, like on the sides, you know? Oh yeah. Spikes on the that side. You could is grind great. the, yeah. Cause that's like almost getting into gladiator territory yeah, or, or, gladiator, or uh, yeah. chariot territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, spikes on the side, man. That's a classic. That's a classic trick. Yeah. Yo-ho, that's it for this episode of Future Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks also to Ryan for still being my guest. Uh, find him on Twitter at Ryan Nee. That's Ryan N-E-E. Say, speaking of Twitter, right now, right at this moment, you can send tweets on Twitter to Future Show Show. Uh, you can also find past episodes of Future Show and show notes, cool, uh, on the website at futureshowpodcast.com. Also, uh, you can check out the show on iTunes and other providers of fine podcasts. And while you're there, uh, I would really appreciate it. The show, all of us here at Future Show would appreciate it if you would leave a review. Uh, thanks a lot. Thank you. And just remember, the future can happen at any moment.